off. It's Monday. I got tech issues. <laughs> I've been on this computer all weekend. All weekend. Not a peep, not a sound, not a syllable. Nothing. Fine. I'm zooming all over the world. No problems. Nothing. Monday morning when I got to jump on. Oh, it's temperamental. It's as if I ignored it all weekend. Good morning, y'all. Welcome to Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. Already out the gate, whining. <laughs> I was in, and then I was out. I was in, then I was out. I was in, I was out. I don't know. I'm no tech guru. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was in, and then I was out. Um, right now, I'm in. I'm going to take it. Happy Easter Monday. I hope everybody had a good Easter. We're still in Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak. Uh, so uh, I hope people are are doing all right. There's a whole bunch of holidays going on for all kinds of religious expressions. So uh, whatever you, whatever, whatever is your pleasure, uh, whatever you are uh, supporting, worshiping, I'm off. I'm for it. You know, unless it infringes upon my right to worship how I want to worship. So uh, Friday kicked off the uh, 10th annual uh, undergrad jazz collective at Yale. Uh, it was good. Such a good. They started off with the Sam Trio. And he's a little temperamental. He was a graduate of Yale back in the day. He was a little temperamental, but they swung. You know, they were swinging. So that was good. So that was Friday night. Me and Ife went to that. Uh, Saturday night, we uh, caught the next show, which was uh, uh, Devrin, Deron, that brother. We caught him, and uh, it was he was good. It was really, really good. The Desron Douglas Trio, he's from Connecticut. And then yesterday was the capstone, was the end. The Shirazette uh, uh, Tenon Ensemble. Woo! Now they were unbelievably incredible. They were like a mix of James Brown meets Earth, Wind & Fire with women, <laughs> but an all-woman band. But they, had a, they had a guy on um, um, cello uh, and bass guitar. He was a bad man. And uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a master class in percussion and music um, because she actually took us to school. Uh, she teaches at Berkeley. And uh, and and just the music musicianship of the artist up there with her, those women. I mean, the horns alone was worth anything and everything. And then the vocals, and then the woman, the sister on the piano, and then the sister doing percut. Oh, it was a ride. Saturday night we went to a house of man for late night happy hour. I'm gonna tell you something. They have one of the best late night happy hours anywhere. You know, they really have a great late night happy hour. You know, the price is nice. The drinks are good. It's a really good vibe. You know, if you get there like eight, nine o'clock, nine o'clock, I think like nine to 11, they, they shut it down. But between nine to 11, but 11 o'clock, they shut it down. But it's a great late night happy hour. So if you go somewhere and you want to like, I want to grab something to eat and I want to grab something to drink and you want it to be consistently good and you don't want it to be like a small fortune, also man might be your move. It was ours. It was good. You know, you get a couple of small plates and they have a, a, a late night happy hour menu, small plates, 
craft cocktails, wine, beer, you know, draft. Oh, perfect. Perfect. And you sit at the bar. We sat at the bar, chatted with folks who were at the bar. I know it was good. So that's what we did Saturday night. Sunday, I got up. I didn't go to church. I was going to go to church. I had intentions to go to church. I know all the roads paved to hell are paved with the best intentions, but uh, I was just tired. So I just kind of meandered around. And I did study group, right? We had study group. I, I'm running this study group uh, at the law school in, at, in the evenings from six to six to eight. Sunday was three to three to six. So uh so Friday, Friday night, six to eight, I was there, ran over to uh the Timothy Dwight Hall for for the concert, for the jazz concert. Saturday, same thing, you know, same thing. Did my thing. And then uh Sunday, same thing. We had study group from three to three to six. Six o'clock, I went over to Sudler Hall, caught the jazz concert. And uh, we got study group tonight, but this is our 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 regularly scheduled support uh, study group tonight from six six fifteen to eight eight fifteen or something like that. So we do we doing it. I mean, I'm 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 putting in the time because I feel like that's that's the way I'm going to win this thing. Beyond that, I don't know. I mean, I have so many barriers in front of me for this to become a lawyer. It's just. Uh, I'm not going to say it's insurmountable because people have come before me have done it. So anyway, uh, so that's that. Uh, but it was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. It's a great weekend. It's a great weekend, I must say. Um, Thursday, I was at the, uh, I was with, uh, um, I, oh, you know what? Wednesday, I saw Emily Bernard she was giving a talk for the uh, Yale Review, which is one of the oldest review, the oldest magazine in the country. And then, uh, and then I saw I was with Susan Clinard at the tea for Reverend Barber at uh, at the dean's house. And then Friday was the jazz concert. I mean, I had my one-on-one time. Uh, oh, and I had you know Dwayne and Titus on. Friday, Friday morning. So that was good. I mean, it was a good weekend. The weekend rolled out. Oh, let me also tell you. <laughs> I went, I went to do the audition for uh a broken, a broken umbrella theater. And uh up on my Facebook page, I I I I said, Oh, I danced, I sang, I recited Shakespeare, I actually told a little story. I told a little story and then they accepted me. So I won't be in this next production because I will be in Marrakesh. But when I come back, I'm I'm gonna jump in the next next. It was so much fun. They they made me feel so welcome. I mean, they really just opened the doors to me. And and they had already said I was an honorary member. So now I get to actually get to play with them. Now, God knows if I'm any good at this or not, but they seem to think that I have the theatrical presence. All right. <laughs> Doesn't every black woman though? <laughs> don't don't we all? Don't we all? Don't we all? So that's what I did Saturday afternoon. I I went and did the Broken Umbrella auditions. I told a story. So that was great. That was great. That was great. That was great. 
that was great. So that was that was Saturday afternoon. Uh, and then and then I went to study group. <laughs> oh, I went by Possible Futures and hung out there for a little bit. And then I went to study group. So it was fine. It was, I mean, I was, listen, I had a good time. Uh, and so, so anyway, back to Sunday's concert, the Shirazette Shir, uh, Tenen Ensemble. They even had a, a brother tap dancing. Like there was 11 people on this stage plus the tap dancer. <laughs> I'm telling you, what I tell you was like the JBs meets Earth, Wind & Fire. I, I, that's what I meant. Th- throwing some Sammy Davis Jr. or Savion Glover or whoever's tap dancing these days throw that in there. And I was like, yes, <laughs> it was good. So after that, I came on home and, uh, and it was lights out. I mean, you know, I mean, I watched TV and pulled around a little bit, but, and that was, that was my Sunday night. Hooray. It was my Sunday night. I can't complain. And the weather, the Weather is going to be perfect. Like right now, 43 degrees. Today it's going to get up to like 50 something degrees. And then the rest of the week is going to be 70s and 80s. Can you believe that? So I, I got to go and take the pillows on the porch to get washed, even though the pill, the porch is not going to open until the porch is not going to open until, until I get back from my birthday celebration. So I get back from Morocco. But now would be a good time to go and take the pillows to the wash, to the laundromat. I'm not washing them in my house. I'm going to take them to the laundromat because <laughs> I could wash them in my house, but I'm going to take them to the laundromat. Then I can just throw them all for $10 into the big commercial washing machine and wash them. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm just going to take them all apart. Just take them and just go wash them. So anyway, so I don't know if Paul Bass is around. He might be around. I think he's back. I'm, he might be back. Um, happy Passover uh, to my, my sister, the Jewish faith. Uh, I think he'll be back. He might be scouring these mean streets in New Haven. I'm not going to say mean streets. <laughs> scouring these happy-ass streets in New Haven for uh, uh, a citizen du jour to see what's happening, what's the word on the street. So I know he's out there. Uh, he needs some theme music. I'm not going to give him shaft music. We need we need some. I'm gonna go and look at the Afro-Semitic people. See see if they got some music. That's his group, right? He digs them. So I know they got something other than that one song that he really likes. So I know they got some other music. So we'll go and see. I'll go and see if I can find some other music. Harry, we have to find some other music for Paul. He needs some. We need some uh, word on the street music. But it's got to have like that that 70s across 110th Street. <laughs> you know, like that sh- like that black. Black exploitation meets Jewish identity. <laughs> we got some music like that. <laughs> oh gosh! I mean, we need some. We need some. We need a mashup of of some uh, some Jewish folk song and shaft. Do you know what I mean? I know somebody. I know some. I'm gonna ask somebody to do me a mashup of that. I know some folks who could do it. <laughs> I need somebody. And then that'll be our uh, that'll be our word on the street music. And we need word on the street swag, Harry. We need some swag. I'm just saying. Because we have to be able to give people a word on the street t-shirt or a hat or a button, something. You know, like word on the street and then love baths, love talk, like some kind of design. Get on that, Harry. <laughs> 
you know, when you have free time. <laughs> I know, I know you have a lot of free time. I know you do. Think of it as create something on your drive in and your drive out. That's what you, you do. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking for that. It's good to be back in the big chair on a Monday. I, you know, it's been. Uh, you know, I'm paying attention to the news. I'm listening. I'm listening. I, I see the. I see stuff is really amping up. I don't understand these. I don't understand these white men. They are just these white men with these crazy ass ministers attached to them. You know, they want to, you know, women should just stop saying, you know what? Until you restore our rights, until you start seeing us as equal, we're not. Wasn't that, wasn't that the basis of a spike down? <laughs> these sisters was like, we're going we gonna to stop having sex. To y'all get baby, that's what we need to do. You know. Just you know, even though vasectomies are on the rise. Good, 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 good. Let them be on the rise. Because you know what? If they're gonna if they're gonna curtail, I, I don't understand what the Republican Party is looking very much like Shiite Muslims. <laughs> what 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 are they, what are they, what is the difference between Republicans and uh and the Taliban robes? <laughs> that, that's, <I'm> a, robes. <laughs> robes. <laughs> I'm just that that's the difference. Robes. You know. I don't see. I don't see a difference. They're, they're both saying the same thing. The men talking about women, and they don't know nothing, and 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 you know, nothing. You know the fact that you know in these in these Middle Eastern places where they don't understand women's anatomy. I do. Do they? Does no one take a course in how babies get here? If a woman does not have a menstrual cycle, guess what happens? No babies are brought forth. So you shunning women and 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 <laughs> this makes no sense. I, this the level of ignorance in the world, particularly for men, frightens me, scares me. I, we, I, I don't get it. They would benefit from some education, just some basic science. It's basic. And then you know what? If they if they knew some basic science, they would revere women and put them and exalt them and say, oh my God. You all bring life forward. Like that ought to be revered and protected. The fact that you are the vessel for life, for life. But these clowns want to shun them. They don't want to give them, they want to act like a period is the devil and, and they want to shun them and relegate them to hovels and corral them like cattle. Girls miss school around the world because there are no no uh, no sanitary uh, uh, no san no sanitary means for which they can uh, have their periods. Gosh, but 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 you want to marry them off and you want them to procreate, but you don't like the way that procreation takes shape and form. Like you, you know what? 
these the majority of these men in the world are just stupid. Stupid. Like you don't even know basic, basic and how just basic. <laughs> and then you want to treat women like they're dogs, less than dogs. I don't see the difference. The GOP is the same way. They treat women like dogs. They want to shut down women's right to reproductive health. I read this crazy story of this woman. They told her and her husband, your baby has severe defects. They wouldn't let her get an abortion. She had to deliver a baby with half a skull and his brain all out, all of this stuff. The baby lived for like four hours. They could have just handled this before it even got this far. The baby had no head. I mean, just why would you want to put somebody through that? Why? There's there's no miracle happening here. The miracle is, is we have a healthcare system that can help women to prevent these kinds of things so that women don't have the further agony of knowing that, okay, this baby I'm carrying is not viable. Okay, we could do something about it. But rather than drag her through carrying this pregnancy to term for a baby that only lives for an hour, two hours, just go through that. There's no miracle in that. That's that's terrorism. These men are stupid, stupid, stupid. And the women that stand behind them are no better. No better. No better. And, you know, it's time that we just say, listen, we cannot be a country of this level of stupidity. We cannot call ourselves a free developed nation and have this level of deliberate stupidity, deliberate ignorance, unconscionable stupidity, unconscionable ignorance. We cannot call ourselves a free country, a developed nation, developed nation. We cannot call ourselves that when we are when we are uh, uh, um, insisting on limiting a woman's access to reproductive health care. Limiting a woman's access that what is between her and her doctor is now it becomes me, you, her, her doctor and the public square. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And and any woman that stands with them is trifling and and stupid, equally stupid. How gonna vote even if you even if you are against abortion and you could be against it yourself <laughs> for yourself. Listen, I have a severe dairy allergy. I can't be around. I can't drink milk. I can't even pour it on my skin. That doesn't mean I'm running around talking about we ought to ban milk. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't begrudge people. What I say is when you're at my house, you can't have milk in my house. That's it. But this is my house. It's not the world. <laughs> I'm not saying shut down all milk production. And I can take a moral stance like a lot of people. Oh, you know, the harm that happens to cows, the way we treat cows in this country and in the world. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I can't have milk. So therefore, I can't have milk in my house. But you can have milk at your house. You can have all the milk you want. <laughs> Buy all the milk you want. Listen, you can have a full-on cow at your house. I can't. <laughs> this is this is how a woman's right to choose ought to be. You don't want the abortion. 
don't have one, but don't stand in the way of other women who who need it, who want it, who need it, who want it. I and I don't, I don't, I have no judgment on why a woman wants to terminate a pregnancy. I'm not even going down that road. If a woman simply says, I don't want to be pregnant, that's enough for me. Because I, I don't live her life. If she said, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to carry this baby to term. You know what I want to say? I want to make sure you get the best possible care for yourself. So no harm comes to you. That's it. I don't give a damn why she doesn't want. Listen, I don't want nobody asking me why I do what I do. I'm a freed woman. I do what I want to do. I don't want nobody asking me or making me justify my decisions. Are you kidding me? But yeah, we are putting women across this country in those positions, you know, and, and we're endangering them. And these GOP nutheads, nut jobs are, are, are threatening and, 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 and dangerous, dangerous talk, dangerous rhetoric. And these clowns are carrying this, this message everywhere. Oh, and I know why they're doing it. I, 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 you cannot get me to believe that they care about this stuff. What they, what they, what they're doing is just using this, this moment and and this and this subject, you know, to sort of draw attention away from the other foolishness that they're doing. So anyway, word on the street. We need music. We need some word on the street music. I'm telling you, we gotta find some too. We need some word on the street music. Good morning, Paul Bass. Russ. How are you? Good. How are you doing this morning? Happy day after Easter. It's happy Monday. Happy Monday, well, Easter. Easter Monday. It is Monday, but for Nick, it is the day after Easter because he gets a little bit of an extended holiday. Good morning, Nick. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk at WNHH. Good morning. So, Nick, what's Good the morning. word on the street today? Oh, it's starting to warm up. It's finally sunny outside. And yeah, I'm going to enjoy the unexpected day off I found yesterday. So, found out yesterday. So Nick is on his way to Caden's Coffee Shop on Chapel Street near Olive in Worcester Square. What would you normally be doing at this hour on a Monday? I'd probably be in a meeting already for what? a couple of hours. I would have already been in meetings. But oh, my God. That's not fun. No. It's not, well, I like it. I like my work. Um, but I went to the gym this morning and decided to come over and walk and get a coffee. Now, you, you work in sales, you told me. I do. What kind of sales do you do? I sell software. Um, it's a development and growth software for individuals. So I sell to companies. And do you based out of New Haven for the work? No, we're based out of Boston. Boston. So you're yeah. remote. Yes. Do you do most of your sales online or do you go in person to people? It's pretty much all virtual. Virtual. So what are you headed to Cadence for? I'm going to get an iced uh, vanilla latte for myself and one for my girlfriend as well. All right. So, yeah, so she doesn't know I'm picking it up. So it's a little surprise. Now, you told me you live in one of the new apartments. Which, which one of the developments? The Wit. The Wit. So that came up in the last year. Were you in New Haven before that? No. What brought you to New Haven? She works at Yale. So I come up and visit every now and then. I actually live in Florida. So Oh, so you're visiting. What? Visiting, yeah. <laughs> so. And, and, and uh, how you guys know each other if she lives in New Haven? She's from Florida, too. So we met in Florida. You know, we're very interested in these new apartments. Because one of the theories we always have is they're building so many of them. We're wondering sure. who's living in them. Yeah. Did your girlfriend come from in town or what brought her no, there? No, out of town. So what brought her to the wit? Oh, working at Yale? Working at Yale, yeah. Working at Yale. What you, what's it like in there? In it's nice. Room? Yeah, it's really nice. Um, not full yet, but yeah, it's a good experience. And is that where you worked out? Yes. They have a gym? Yes, they do have a gym. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. 
What nice is, and quiet this time of day. So. How, how how long? How much have you been in New Haven? Uh, not not long, and I don't have any experience prior to this in Connecticut. So this is your first visit? Not my first visit, but I would say since she's been here, I've never been here before. So every visit is still I'm learning new things, seeing new places. So oh, what's your impression? Honest. I like it. You it's very it. different than what I'm used to. I'm from the South, so the pizza up here is really good. The winters are a little cold, but yeah, I like it. It's, it's a lot of friendly people. And Where in Florida are you from? Tampa. Tampa. So that's kind of, they have a good scene there, a lot of fun stuff to do. Yeah, actually, it's grown a lot in the past year. A lot of people from up north have moved down um, since the start of COVID. So yeah, I never thought I'd live in Florida, but here I am. And, and does Tampa have like stuff to go, music to go out in here and play? Yeah, yeah, it stuff? has a good good like social life i guess you have the beach right by so that's always relaxing so tell us about the rest of today you thought you're gonna be working you're yeah. visiting your girlfriend you're gonna work remote what are you gonna do after you get your latte and surprise oh what are you surprising her with what's your name she's getting a latte too and you know what we she likes okay good makes it easy so and what's the rest of the day looking like i don't know yet i just worked out i'll go up and shower and then she is working today so i don't know probably read a little bit and then watching tv i don't know we love having you in new haven so I hope you, you get are you gonna be here this weekend yes because you know about what happens this Blossoms, weekend right they're just start i thought i came out here this morning because i thought it was gonna be already in full blossom because other parts of that they're not but boy okay. did they get amazing yeah it is amazing and there's a street one block over that's just a canopy oh yeah it the, looks like the square right yeah but off the square one street okay. over there's one block you look like you're in heaven like a disney movie it's all falling down I head. look so i'm actually from dc originally oh so you know it's big time so we have the the blossoms as well, so you know so. about this you don't even yeah. have to hear oh about thank like god too. i'm so glad you're from dc because if you were from florida i was like oh lord <laughs> yeah. yeah no I'm, I'm excited it's a beautiful day so i might go for a walk later i don't know we'll see what the day has it's gonna be nice this is gonna work yeah, out this is great babs you got any questions for Nick? yes how long how long how long have you been with your girlfriend and, and do you plan on popping the question <laughs> uh, yeah that's well putting me on the spot you don't uh, answer that. well i not yet um but we've been together about a year and a half a little over okay a that's 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 new that's very new she's saying good pace <laughs> oh thank you thank you how'd you guys meet uh we actually just met through friends down in tampa um uh, and we were friends for a while before we started dating. That's so, nice. Yeah, it's great. So, Babs, should we let uh, Nick get the latte run with a little surprise for his girlfriend? Yes, go get your latte. Now, is Cadence, is, do you go to Cadence because it's in your neighborhood? Yes, or you and, and have Cadence, you tried like, other coffee shops? Have you tried other places? Just because it's close by. I haven't tried other places, but I'd like to. Um, but they have good coffee, and it's right across the street so it's easy for me to come here but it is i'm nice open to suggestions you know what i love babs i've given him a lecture of how nice the cherry blossoms are and he's from dc he's seen it like times 10 his whole <laughs> life but he was very polite about it so, <laughs> so <laughs> good guy i can see why he's in sales i'd buy from him if i were getting software okay wait, babs, so, we're gonna sign off wait 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 the- wait i want more question so what's it like really on the inside of the apartment are these are they spacious are they small yeah, are they compact this. He's wondering what's it like inside the apartment. Is it spacious? What's it, what's it look like in the wind? Yeah, it's really nice. It's spacious. Um, the design of the way they design the apartments are really nice. I mean, they have a modern feel. So um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of apartments that look very similar. So I mean, it's nine day for us because like on those blocks, there were none of those. There were like about 600 apartments where they're done two years ago. Yeah. Our city's changing. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like Tampa is. Well, they're too. very nice. Yeah. Tampa's changing. 
So you know about you know about cities growing. Yes. All right, Baz. Well, this is Nick and Paul signing off from Love Babs Love Talk <laughs> on WNHH New Haven's home for community radio. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> the cherry blossoms are not blooming yet. What is going on? Somebody go and thump them. <laughs> you know, I was about to go in. If you was from Florida, I was like, listen, you need to go back to Florida, fix your your state. But he's not from Florida. <laughs> So, so he's so he won me over because if he was from Florida, I was like, "What?" But I don't know if his girlfriend's from Florida though. Anyway, you know, I'm I'm, I'm side eyed at people from Florida. Their their governor is trash. <laughs> Just saying, trash, trash, trash. So, uh, but you know, we like when people come here. But I, I'm, I've been dying to see what these weird apartments, these, all these apartments look like. Like, I just got to go and check them out. Because I want to see, uh, I want to see, uh, I want to see what they, what the footprint is. You know, uh, because I've been in the, uh, the Corsair and they seem tight. Like, they just feel tight. So I don't know, you know. I want to, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to check it out. So that's my, that's my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. Uh, so, so yeah, I think, I think I'm just going to go on an apartment hunt. Like I'm looking for an apartment and then go like, look at all the apartments. Like, well, I'm thinking of moving downtown. Let me go look. I don't want to live downtown. No, I mean, I don't want to, like, I live in a big apartment. And once my daughters leave, it'll feel even bigger. Because they and all their things will be gone. Then I could really spread out. But I don't want to live smaller than this. This is as small as I want to go. I like having two bedrooms or one bedroom that can come up my closet. So all my clothes can go in that space. You know what I mean? Like, that's the idea. Because I have a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. A lot. I have a lot of things. I have a lot of shoes. I have a lot of hats. I have a lot of clothes. I have a lot of jewelry. I have a lot of knickknacks. I have a lot of books. I have a lot of things. I have a lot of things. So, uh, and you know, when I die, they'll have to deal with it. I guess I could start making plans. You know, I'm going to create a folder for them so that when I die, they know where all the things, like my youngest daughter, she like knows how to access my, my accounts, but she doesn't know all this stuff. So she's got to, so everybody's got to have access to all the things. Cause when I die, they got to be able to move seamlessly through like, you know, getting rid of stuff and donating stuff and all of that kind of stuff, you know, uh, so that it's not, you know, it's not difficult. And I, and I can lay, lay out my wishes, like make sure these go here, make sure these go there, you know, that kind of thing. And then they could, they, and I, I, you know, listen, they keep what they want, get rid of what they don't want. It, listen, I'll be dead. It will make no difference to me. I I enjoyed it while I was alive. Does that mean they have to enjoy it on my behalf while I'm dead? I don't want them to do that. <laughs> they they can keep anything that they want and everything else they give away. I would, I, I only ask somebody keeps up with my, my mother's China because that China is like 60 years old. By the time they get it, it'll be 100 years old. So somebody will keep up with the China. Beyond that, I don't, there's, there's not, nothing else. 
and, and the cast iron skillets that were my mom, I'd like somebody to keep those too. So um, uh, keep the cast iron skillet and uh, that's it. Everything else, the books, they could donate. If they want to keep some books, keep some books, donate them, box them up and send them to Africa, whatever. Do all the things, you know, um, because, uh, yeah, they could do that. I, I might have somebody just build me some bookcases in, in here up against this wall so I could get all these books off the floor, you know, and uh, I think that would be nice if I could put bookcases up, you know, just run a bookcase all the way around, up this wall and all the way around because this is way too much. <laughs> way, way too much, way too much. But yeah, I, you know, it is, it is, it is lovely to sort of see people come to the city and then make the city their own, their own, because it has so much to offer. And uh, it's, it's challenging because the people who live here oftentimes don't see the beauty of their own city, uh, particularly poor people, you know, they just sort of stay in the spaces that they are comfortable with and just operate as though the rest of the city is not for them. And uh, I find that to be tragic, you know, because this city, I ran into some, I ran into a childhood friend uh, yesterday when I was going to Family Dollar. And she called my name, you know, my name name. And, uh, you know, I always, when I hear somebody call my name name, I I immediately know where they know me from. Because uh, uh, Babs is a 30-year, a 30-year uh, 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 redesign. Uh, but there are people who don't, don't who knew me as a child and, and didn't know me beyond 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 being a who didn't know me as a grown-up who don't know me as a grown-up just know me you know whether we were childhood friends or we lived in the same neighborhood they knew me as a child they don't know me as a as a as a grown-up they don't know me as babs right they don't that's not their experience of me you know uh and so when i hear somebody call my name i immediately know where they know me from <laughs> I used to, it, when I was younger, much younger, I used to get on my nerves. Because uh, I was like, oh. But now I'm like, oh, well, that's just because I lived a different life. Not, not a different life like like I, like, I'm a, like I was a spy or something. But, you know, I was a kid. And now I'm not a kid. I'm 60 years old, right? So people who know me, you know, 50 years ago, you know, when I was 10. Because <laughs> there are people, I have friends who I've known since I was 10. You know, when we moved to the church, Summer, I was 10 years old. So I know them. <laughs> and some of them know me as Babs because they, you know, we kind of been adjacent to each other. You know, and 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 our and our moving about this city. But the majority of them, they don't know me as that, you know. So they'll just say, so when I hear somebody say Barbara, I know where they know me from. I know up, up till high school from, from 10 to 18. That's, that's the window right there. That's, that's it. And after that, uh, 
because I went to, well, and then college was different, right? So college is a whole different animal. I was barber in college, you know, um, and then after college, uh, I, I became Babs around 2026 when I got my first job out of college and, and, the, and, and a friend of mine, Joanne Upton, uh, that's, she, she, she coined the frame Babs with the Z. She did that. I, now I don't know where she is and what she's up to or nothing. I haven't seen her since I was 25. <laughs> I haven't seen her since I was 25. I have not seen her. So I have not seen her since I was 25. And uh so so there are people up until up until that point don't didn't know me who don't know me as Babs. Do you know what I mean? And uh that's that's it. So when I hear it, I I already, I know what time frame I'm working with. <laughs> I, I immediately you know what time frame I'm working with, uh, and now now uh, you know uh, now I feel I feel uh, comforted by knowing that people know me knew me from when I was a child. That's just what that is. You know, so, uh, so yeah, so it's it's so so now I'm saying all that to say I'm pleasantly surprised when somebody calls my name because I I know that time frame, you know, I know that time frame, you know, and uh, and and they don't know me, <laughs> and and people will say, well, you look the same. I mean, I'm like a hundred pounds heavier. Uh, and literally 100 pounds heavier. I, I guess I do look the same. I have the same teeth, the same complexion. I mean, I, I mean, I'm have different hair, you know, because I, you know, I wear a very short haircut, right? Bald hair, head. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't know me, and uh, and that's fine. I mean, and then I have people who know me now who never knew. Uh, me as a kid who didn't know me past uh before before 30 you know before before he didn't know me before you know and that's that's interesting <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> so I have more people who know me as Babs there's a there's a bigger time span of Babs than there is for Barbara you know and it's uh odd to sort of look at it that way it's it's a it's an odd thing. And and my name is legally Babs, right? I added it when I was an older. And I was an older back in 2000, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, two, two, 2000. Uh-huh. Served two terms. So I stepped down in 2003, 2004. Yeah. So, you know, that's. Yeah. Man, that seems like a long time ago. That was like 20, 23 years, 20 years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, when you age and you start looking back, you know, Michelle Turner and I laugh about this all the time. 
Because I, in my mind, 20 years ago was 1970. <laughs> oh, you know, I swear to God. And I was like, no, girl, it's not. It is 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 not. And uh, and the older I get, the harder it becomes for me to wrap my brain around <laughs> aging. <sighs> Listen, like 1983 was 40 years ago. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's just it it just it just trips me out. That's 40, the 80s was 40 years ago. <laughs> I came out of high school in, four, in 81. So 40 years ago. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And in my mind, 20 years ago was 70s. No. <laughs> 20 years ago was 50. <laughs> oh, my God. 1973 was 50 years ago. Like, come on. I was born in 63. I'll be six. I'll be sixty next month. The craziest thing. Crazy, 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 crazy. So, so yeah. So time is space. But I'm. But I, I must say, uh, I, I, I'm. I feel age wise, I'm. I'm in the sweet, the sweet spot. Like this age feels very sweet to me. You know, it feels very, very sweet. I mean, there's some things that I don't like. Uh, but, but I don't have the same, it's, it's so strange to not have the same fears that I had 10 years ago or 20 years ago, 30, 40 years ago. I, I don't have those same fears. So it's a, so it's, it, so when I say it's a sweet spot, the things that I concern myself and worry about are, are thinner than what I concern myself about 40, 30, 20 years ago. You know, and I, I, and I think about this all the time, you know, uh, I think about this and it, uh, it gives me pause, a great deal of pause. So, um, so I'm just trying to, just trying to use this time that I have wisely. So, so by my estimation, um, I, I, I probably will hopefully could get to another 20 years of living. Like that's the idea. Like I, I imagine 75 to 85 might be the time when it'd be like, okay. <laughs> like I, I doubt very seriously if I see 90, right? That's 90 is just going to be not doable for me. But I do think, I do think 78, 79, 80, I think I could do, I think I could get to, I think I could get to a solid 80 and, and still be, you know, fine that's that's <laughs> and i know god is like i know i know i know god's like who she thinks she is <laughs> and i'm like i'm just i'm just taking a guess you know and and i think if i could if i if i could lose some weight and get a better help that would that would add some years to me <laughs> Like I can, I can add some years to myself if I lost some weight, and then, uh, 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 and I could remove some of the medications that I'm on. Seriously, that that's a that's 
that's a real thought. Now that I sit at 60, you know, before it seemed so unimaginable, but now at 60, I'm like, okay. And having both hips replaced, you know, and, and having your mobility challenge, like, okay, how do I want to age into myself? Like, how do I want to, what, what, what does that look like? And, and, and that gave me a real bird's eye view of what, what, what needs to happen. So I got work on that. So we got to take a break. I'm coming back with Dance Haven. I'm delighted to talk to them. So I want to hear about, you know, the production that they're doing, what they're up to, why they're here and, and all that good stuff. So y'all know what to do. Uh, Harry put up a new thread and y'all find it and uh, tune in. I'll be right back.
Girls and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Don't stop, don't stop, that's a flex, it's real hip-hop, 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 hip
Now that I escape, sleep, walk away. Those who correlate know the world they kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound mate, if I could rule the world, everyone would have a gun in the ghetto, of course. We get the up and on their horse. Kick around, drinking moonshine. I pour a sip on the concrete. For the deceased, but no, don't weep. Why Clef's in a state of sleep, thinking about the robbery that I did last week. Money in the bag, banker look like a drag. I wanna play with Pelicans from here to Baghdad. Gun blast, think fast, I think I'm hit. My girl pinched my hips to see if I still exist. I think not. I'll send a letter to my friends. A born again hooligan, only to be king again. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and take it slowly. Ready or not, here I come. Play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress if you don't smoke cess. Less, I must confess, my destiny's manifest. In some cortex and sweats, I make tracks like I'm homeless. Rap orgies with Borgy and Bess. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes, bless you if you represent the fool. But I hex you with some witches' brew if you do do. Voodoo, I could do what you do. Easy. Believe me, frontin' niggas give me heebie-jeebie. So why you imitating Al Capone? I be needing Simone and defecating on your microphone. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you. Refugees taking over the Buffalo soldier, like Rasta. On the 12th hour, fly by in my bomber. Crews run for cover, now they under pushing up flowers. Super fly, true lies do or die. Toss me high, only puff fly with my crew from like high. I refugee from Guantanamo Bay. That's around the border like I'm cash. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you. Now let me tell you who I am. The B I G D H I 
static, not like many, I'm different, so don't compare me to another, cause they can't hang, word to the mother, at least not with the principal in this pedigree, so when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready, to die because you're petty, you're just a butter knife, I'm a machete, this ain't my Kinsu, wait until when you, try to front, so I can chop into your body, just because you try to be basic, Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason, what type of joke that game, puzzle a riddle, the name Yes, big, not little, so define it. Here's your walking paper, sign it, and take a walk. As the cane start to talk, cuz.
different technique because I always speak with mentality. I put my title in your face, dare you to face it. If you try to come get it, yo, I'ma show you who's winning. So if you know, like I know, instead of messing around, play like Roy Rogers and slow down. Just give yourself a break, or someone else will take your title. Namely me, because I'm homicidal. That means murder. You sound like the herder, another MC. They try to get with me, I'll just break them and make them and break them and take them and mold them and make them hold up the Second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rose Ivy. Hey, you know they're dancing over at Yale. They got dancing. <laughs> I am here with guests from uh, Dance Haven, a celebration of vernacular dance. And I have uh, Gabrielle uh, Niederhofer. Is it, did I say that right? Unmute yourself. And uh, Lasina Kulabale. Did I say that right? Unmute yourself. Come on, let's get into this conversation. So now, I, I believe a, a lot of folks would be surprised that there's a lot of dancing going on at Yale University. Talk about this. So tell me about how this collaboration came together. Because uh, is it Lasina? Lasina? Yes. Lasina, you you are a choreographer and you're on faculty at, at Yale. And there's a whole dance studio over there, over there in the Schwartzman Center. Absolutely, yes. So talk to me about how long has dance been going on at Yale? And tell me about Dance Haven and this and this collaboration and and this uh, this event that's happening over the next couple of days in in multiple locations. <laughs> okay, but maybe before I start, I would just uh, let uh, Gabrielle talk about uh, the festival because uh, she is uh, one of the initiator of uh, the festival, and she had great ideas that I do. So it's better. To start. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, um, it's my pleasure. So it's a festival. Yes. So Dance Haven is a festival celebrating vernacular dance, and it's happening this weekend um, on the 14th and 15th. So yeah, dance is thriving at Yale. Um, I proposed the idea all the way back during my first year at Yale to the head of dance, Emily Coates at Yale. Um, I wanted to find a way to celebrate black vernacular dance forms on campus um, that aren't, these dance forms aren't necessarily given the same opportunities as other dance forms. So I really wanted to find a way to celebrate and uplift uh, these dance forms. So the festival will feature a main stage performance on Saturday, um, featuring many solo artists, including Lucina. Um, and there'll be a dance party with a DJ on Saturday night and master classes all day, Friday and Saturday. And then also the festival will feature an exhibit on the history of dance in New Haven. Um, dance in New Haven is incredible with an incredible public school arts program and dancing happening all over the city and public parks and theaters. Um, and this festival kind of conversations leading up to it sparked a research initiative um, 
So I've been a part of conducting oral histories with key contributors to the history and development of dance in the city. And it's it's really incredible to see all of the amazing work that's been done. So this festival is hoping to bring New Haven community members, Yale community members, and others to the same dance floor. And it's all free and open to the public. So talk to me about the ty- vernacular, celebration of vernacular dance. So break that down for me to help me understand what that means. Totally. So um, vernacular dances are inherently communal. Um, they develop out of like personal and communal practices rather than being designed by like a rigid syllabus or curriculum. So some examples include Lindy Hop, um, Tap Dance, um, Chicago Footwork. These like these dances have been developed in communities as opposed to like ballet or modern. Um, and historically, Black vernacular dance has not been given the same opportunities um, or funding as like dances such as ballet or modern. So this festival is a way to uplift those dance forms and put them in dialogue with each other. Mm. Okay, so Lucina, what's your role in this? Because I, I mean, I know you are a, a world-renowned choreographer, mm. and your work has won great international acclaim. What do you bring to this? Uh, I also, to also add a vernacular dance, I also see like a social dance, you know, mm-hmm. when, you know, uh, we also know about the history is like, uh, it was an opportunity for uh, uh, African American to be able to fully express themselves. And it can be just be uh, what they're going through and also what they can aspire for uh, a better life. So that's something really it's thinking about that. It also how I I train how I get my training. Uh, 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 like in Africa, it's uh, I learned to. I've never learned dance from uh, an institution. I learned mm. from the community, and then going from uh, company to company, and also uh learning from a friend we just gather somewhere and we show each other uh different moves and so i really see myself in that direction where they just call vernacular dance because it's how was uh my training and also when we think about vernacular dance it's really rooted to african traditional dance and uh, it's where i'm coming from so for me it's also a way of Seeing different form of my uh, traditional dance, and I'm not really practicing traditional dance because when I think about traditional dance, it's dance by the community and for the community. Mm. I'm not really doing that, so I cannot really. It's like a representation of the traditional dance I'm doing. So for me, being part of that, it's also a way of seeing a sort of evolution, it's a sort of change because when we think about social dance, uh, the environment where you are will really influence on your way of dancing. That's Mm. what you can also see about like tap dance and Chicago footwork and all of that. So for me, it's my dance has changed even if being in the United States, teaching the way I teach in Africa, it's only it's, I have to change. I have to bring something that will be more uh, understandable for uh, students here. So it's, 
your environment will also influence on the way of dancing. So for me, it's being part of, it's also uh, uh, because I want, I don't want, I'm also part of that uh, uh, vertical dance uh, through uh, the traditional dance from uh, from Africa. Mm. So, so Gabrielle, talk to me about what, what what is Chicago footwork? You mean like the you know the, the dancing that they do? Like the I know yeah. I know what it is, but tell me what it is because I, I never heard it called Chicago footstep. I can tell you <laughs> what I heard it called, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Chicago footwork is um, a dance form developed in communities in Chicago, and now it's kind of taking the world by storm. But it's 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 footwork driven, so. I, I'm a, originally a tap dancer, so I'm so drawn to it because it, it like it's so inherently rhythmic and very cardio heavy. <laughs> um, so this is this is when you you dance in, you, with a couple, a couple, two people dance together. No, this is no. A, I mean, you can, but it, it's typically like a solo um, or group thing. It's oh. not a partner dance, but it's it's you're you're going doing crazy intricate rhythms with your feet. Um, doing different polyrhythms with your arms versus your feet. And yeah, it's, it's a really exciting. Oh, yeah. I have to, I have so like to. Like a full articulation this. of the body. Oh, I love that. Now I have to see this, right? So, so it's not like the electric slide. <laughs> 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 so, so there are people who know how to do this and they're coming to show us um, and, and give us the history behind it. And exactly. exactly. Oh, and, and how it has changed over the, over the generations exactly. people have made it their own mm -hmm. okay and all right now talk to me about the lindy now i know something about the lindy hop people are still doing the lindy hop yeah for sure there's a huge social swing dance scene um all around the country and there's a there's actually a large swing dance community in connecticut in hartford and new haven really mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's yale has classes every week and they're there's a big social dance in Hartford every week. And there's a, yeah, people come from all around the country to their weekends where people unite and connect over different forms of swing dance. And it's, yep, it's still happening. <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to know about this. So can anybody come and learn how to Lindy Hop? Yep, it's free and open to the public. So if you want to learn. Me? How come I didn't know this, Gabrielle? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me I could have been Lindy Hopping. <laughs> You still can. <laughs> I think the idea of the, uh, the festival also to just uh, keep those uh, dancers alive in Serbia because people can easily forget about them. And uh, as uh, Gabriel said previously, it's also uh, those sort of dance did not get the same opportunity to be mm -hmm. shown. So it's also our idea to just bring them alive to just say, okay, let it's also a way of. Uh, uh, decolonizing also the field to just allow oh. any form of dance to just be seen and you can use them too. All right, so so you're kicking off with the with the African diasporic masterclass. Is that your class, Lucina? Are you teaching that? No, I'm not teaching, not teaching. because I'm in New Heaven, so it's better to just uh, let. The guests teach I'm the new event, and so I can be people can reach me easily. So it's the idea to just uh, let the guests teach the workshops. Okay. So how would you perform? So all these dances that we're seeing are rooted in blackness. 
Is that, am I to understand that? So the Lindy Hop is rooted in blackness. The African diasporic movement, of course, is black. Um, and then the uh, the Chicago footwork. Um, and then and then you've got the Dunham uh, Jazz Masterclass. Is that, am I to understand that's Miss Dunham's, this, is this her work? Oh, okay. exactly. Catherine Dunham's work, Miss Catherine Dunham's work. Okay, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so Catherine Dunham is a seminal choreographer um, and dancer in dance history. Um, she's been called the matriarch and queen mother of black dance. And so this this class is a it's celebrating her work and uplifting. Um, it, there's I, I, there's definitely an emphasis on like respecting your elders in the art form. Um, so this is a way of bringing Dunham's work into the festival. Um, and yeah. Okay. And so, um, and then, um, cause this is happening April 15th. So, uh, and then there's a commercial dance Afro style. Now what, what is that? I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that phrase before. Yeah. So I think, um, the, the masterclass teacher is really excited about showing how these vernacular forms are being used commercially. Um, so it's, it's, these dance forms are alive and are continuing to change. These aren't, um, they, they're ever evolving um, as they're passed down to different people. People add their own stylization. So this class is showing it's a fusion of those forms. So when I think about commercial, I'm thinking like, you know, the stuff that you see in music videos or in films or, or people dancing at that level. Uh, is, that, is, yeah. that, is that how I should see that? Yeah. And I also think it's influenced by the music as well. Um, using oh, more okay. contemporary music um, with these styles of dance. Go ahead, Lassina, you wanted to say something? No, it's uh, also, uh, so those forms of dance, we can just see it's also uh, emphasize like the creativity of uh, African-American to be able to just keep creating different forms of dance. It's just, it's like, uh, you know, it's, the creativity doesn't stop. All the time there is an idea of creating something that is it's depending what's going on in the society there's how they can just respond to that, to a, a form of expressing through the body. So they will just create something that's in the moment. And that's also how, uh, uh, like uh, the advantage of vernacular dance, social dance, that it just keep changing from generation to another generation. Mm. So talk to me a little bit about what comes first, the music or the dance? Excuse me? What comes first, the music or the dance? Does the dance in inspire the music or does the music inspire the dance? It's, I would say it's a vice versa because talk about from my background, music and dance, they both use rhythm. And for me, rhythm is not just music. It's not just uh, rhythm, just a way of organizing sound with musician and move, uh, movement from a dancer, so we are both using rhythm. Dance can, the music can influence and also the dance. But I will say, I will put first the music because every time I have to dance, I always need to sing, to sing a rhythm. And singing a rhythm is also a way of being a, a musician. For me, just a way of dance, dancing inside of myself. 
And I'm pretty sure even if the musician, before they even touch the instrument, they will also sing. So we just like the voice, singing with like using the voice, that's like the first thing. And it can also be from, uh, uh, even if not even think about rhythm, just the idea of expressing yourself, then you just start moving but it always linked to the internal rhythm we have inside of ourselves because we breathe, we are, we are alive because of rhythm, the internal rhythm we have. We are all polyrhythm, the heartbeat and then the breath. So we already have a rhythm inside of ourselves. So ah. if people to listen to that, you know, anytime you can express yourself. Oh, I like that. We all have rhythm in us already, our breath and our heartbeat. I like that. All right, so Gabrielle, you're a tap dancer. How long have you been tap dancing? Um, Since I was two, so 21 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so who, 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 who are your tap dancing icons? Now, I have a very good friend, Alexis Robbins. Alexa Robbins, who, uh, who do you know her? Yeah, I'm familiar, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so she, she is my tap dance teacher because I'm learning how to tap dance. Oh, uh, wow. and, she's, and she's amazing. We just we just convened some folks around dance because it has been brought to my attention, Gabrielle, that um, dance uh, does not get the same kind of funding as other arts. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's that's problematic. And And even though people like the idea of dance, you know, we put our children in dance because we we know dance is important. But as an art form, it it of all the art forms, it is the least funded thing. So talk a little bit about uh, uh, what you think is behind that, and 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 where do you think we might go with that? Yeah, I I completely agree, and also specifically in Connecticut, um, I think we're one of the least <clears throat> funded states for dance, which is really unfortunate. Um, I mean, I think historically other art forms such as visual art or music have been have had large histories of like institutional backing, um, whereas dance isn't as much. I, I think one potential reason is that it is tied to the body. It's like a bodily practice um, and it doesn't have the same yeah, historical backing. Um, and I think there is such an incredible flourishing dance community in New Haven and Connecticut and around the world. Um, and I think that should be supported. I also think that New Haven hasn't in the past in the eighties and nineties, there was a really, there was a lot, there was more support from institutions um, such as cheaper rehearsal spaces or more performance opportunities. And those resources um, aren't the same post pandemic. So mm -hmm. I think we need to push for more resources to uplift dance. Mm. So, so, uh, so, Lassina, you you are paying attention to uh, dance history and how people are dancing. Um, what what have you seen in your lifetime the evolution of dance, particularly from um, the diaspora? It's uh, even if uh, now even seeing the popularity of dance and uh like uh most uh great singer it's the dance also the dance is always uh the thing that 
make a lot of things really popular in terms of uh, the music industry. And even if uh, uh, now dance has been used on scene to just uh, bring awareness for many things to like how uh, the uh, choreographer used dance to conscientize, uh, that's the word in French, but how is in English, I just want to reflect, <laughs> conscience ape. And all this performance and also you can, I can see there is like a great evolution, even if uh, in Africa with uh, the national ballet that has been used to, uh, to create a, a, like an identity for the country. So it's like all of that, you will just see that using dance to emphasize something will also push the dance and choreographer to be more creative. And because people don't, like as a human being, we always don't wanna see exactly the same. If there is no creativity, people just start to just forget about it. And then how, we don't have a choice. We always have to think. And because I also see dance pra uh, practice like a research because dance will just spend how an hour to think about what kind of movement, can really have an impact, people will really understand. So it's, with that, you always have to just see, uh, it has been changed before like the community would just gather together and then spontan spontaneously things would just come. But now people will just gather, think, do research, and then go to the studio, spend hours and hours and say, okay, how can I, make this something different because pe now people are looking for something something that is different even if they are still using the same principle they're always looking for the new thing to just innovate mm. so so gabrielle was it hard to uh decide like what did you leave out of this festival <laughs> um <laughs> there was there was once uh an idea of doing an outdoor um open free like dance pop-up class um so we were gonna maybe potentially be on the new haven green or on yale's beinecke plaza and kind of have an outdoor component um but we really wanted to focus on the the festival and the performance and making sure it was done with care so but there's there are so many other dance forms that um need to be uplifted in the same capacity um so yeah so so um, I, 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 from what I understand, you were you're you're working on your. This is part of your senior thesis, and yes. so did you have when you started this? When you were like, okay, this is what I want to focus on. Did you know the things that you wanted to focus on? Like, did you know was the Lindy Hop? Did you know was Chicago footwork? Did you know was you know African mm -hmm. diasporic movement? Did you like what did you know and 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 what made you decide these components? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I learned as I researched um, and the process <laughs> went on, for sure. Um, I also, this festival is co-curated with Dormisha, um, the renowned tap dancer. So we honed in on the exact dance forms we wanted to represent in the festival in conversations together. Um, so it was really a collaboration of picking the artists, picking the dance styles. 
Mm. I loved it. So, uh, oh yes, and she she couldn't be with us, uh, but she is very very famous, <laughs> and I I love her work, and uh, I've seen her work, and uh, and this is going to be ex- exciting. So so Lasina, do you feel like um, uh, the African diasporic dance or dance overall is a wonderful way to sort of bring people together? Like, is that is this a, a way to, so that everybody could learn about each other? Um, do you think people are interested in learning about African dance as much as they are interested in learning about, I don't know, modern dance or tap dance or ballet? I absolutely for me, uh, this form of dance is uh, really uh, it's more open to the public. Let's say if like a social dance, people don't easily people can uh, link to that. And like in modern dance, you go to the studio, so you have to learn a specific way of moving, but with uh, the social you can do, it's about expressing the rhythm. So Mm. any uh, movement expression uh, can be used, but in modern, if I say like uh, maybe martyrdom technique, there is a way of doing one way of doing it, and then you have to use, you know, that's there is a set technique that you have to really. But you go to like tap dance, you just need your shoes, and then what kind of rhythm you can just make. There is uh, some phrase uh, that has been like codified, but just just to give a an idea of you know, how things are. And then after you just uh, master that, you can easily create your own form of just doing instead of this, as long as you can just make a good, like the sound is really clear, people can hear. So it's easily people, when people just get there, it's they, before they even decide to just move, they can already link themselves to the way it is because it's the way we move in that way. It also based on our daily uh, movement. So it's something that people can see them, themselves in it, but now how to learn how to express the rhythm that's the thing that you will just need uh, to learn and you know it's for me this festival it's really a great opportunity to just show different things and I hope people will just uh, come because it's everyone want to be part of the history it's like the first edition maybe like two one year or two years later we'll have a second one and it will just keep going that's we are just that's the root of uh, the festival so we all want to be part of <laughs> the big yeah, I, was, I, I was gonna ask that question to to gabrielle like does this become i mean i know it's your senior your senior piece but d- does this become in- institutionalized where you know next year there's one or the year after like h- how do you keep this going and how do you how do you sow the seeds to like listen you have to keep this going <laughs> <laughs> Totally. I mean, I hope it becomes a yearly thing. Um, the festival is created in collaboration with the Yale Schwarzman Center. Um, and I think there is a lot of um, demand for dance at Yale and so much interest within the community. So I will advocate for it to be a yearly thing and and it, the, the work will not stop. <laughs> we, we, All right, so we need it. We need it. 
We do need it. So all everything is free, or is it? Is it free? Everything is free. And people, do they have to register? Do they have to come and bring their firstborn? Like, what happens? <laughs> yeah, so um, if you look up Dance Haven, a celebration of vernacular dance, you'll be taken to the Yale Shoresman Center's website, and you can register for all of the events. Um, everything is free, but make sure to register to reserve your spot. Here we go. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Okay. So April 14th, it starts with morning stuff into the afternoon and April 15th, same thing. And then there's like, there's a dance party of some sort, right? Where at the end, everybody can get on the floor and really get into it. 9, 9 yeah. p.m. a dance party. And, yeah. and that Schwarzman Center is a, is a beauty. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll be having a, a DJ from New Haven come. So everyone should come on down to the dance party. It'll be a great time. <laughs> now, now, will we see either of you dancing? Like, I know, I know this is not about you, but will, will you, will, will I catch you on the dance floor, Lacina? Will I catch you on the dance floor, Gabrielle? Yes, yes. And I'm also performing a, a 12 minute solo. So it's, you will see me dancing and the party for sure. <laughs> oh my god so so before i let you go um because i know y'all have y'all got to get back to getting this done um so much a part of dance is fashion right so do, what what do you what do you what do you think about that component to it you know do you do people dress up to dance or like the lindy hop, hop makes conjures up in my mind a specific dress right a, a specific look do do people ascribe to that do they you know, when I think of African movement, I, I I see women with, you know, fabric on and movement and all of that. I mean, is that true or is it just like eh, whatever you whatever you wear, you wear? <laughs> yeah, it's really depends. But with party, anything can be used. If you are taking a workshop, you I would say most of the teachers, they just say, make sure you put something that you are comfortable and something that will allow you to express your full body and uh, for the part you know anything that any dress that will you will just wear and you will feel lifted you will just feel uh, uh, a kind of self-esteem just wear it and something that you feel oh this is how I want to be because the dance is also part of like to totally free yourself and then if Dressing up, you would just say, oh, this is how I vision myself. It's really, it's it's welcome. And I'm thinking to really dress up. <laughs> I I like dressing up. That's what I'm asking. So so Gabriel, same add something to the to that part. Because you're a tap dancer, and really for tap dancers, it's the shoe. But you know, it could be it could be anything. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways um, what you wear can accentuate different movements, um, specifically with your swing dance example. I think a lot of people wear um, a certain type of dress to kind of thinking about like where the roots of the art form came from, um, like in the 20s and the 30s. Um, so kind of emulating that style by looking back, um, kind of representing the roots of the art form. But for Dance Haven, you can wear anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I'm so glad that Joe could come on and talk about this this morning. I had no idea. 
And so now other people will know. So hopefully more of the community will find their way uh, to the to the festival and and shimmy and shake and move <laughs> and all the things. And and I I really am interested in coming to see Chicago foot style because I I need to know about that and 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 see some uh, African diasporic movement. I'm interested in that too. So thank y'all both for coming and good luck to you, Gabrielle. And uh, nice to meet you, Lesina. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank, Thank you so much. So much. Thank y'all. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, y'all. Make your way over to Schwarzman Center. They got multiple locations. We already put it up the site. Go and find out, register, and go and get your shoes on and dance. It's a good time <laughs> to dance. Yeah, they better do it because uh, Schwarzman, Schwarzman Center have uh, the capacity of to let people. It's really it's not that big. So rush do it now otherwise it's <laughs> but you won't be able to get in i'm gonna go yeah. register myself <laughs> thank you so much y'all enjoy thank the rest you of your so day <laughs> thank you thank you harry for putting it up uh, i'll be back tomorrow i've got more folks from the schwarzman center i think i'm going to talk about architecture and movement on uh, the next couple of days wow. so <laughs> and then tomorrow i've got uh ife and the uh, um, DiasporaCon folks coming on to talk about uh, DiasporaCon is coming up. So, so thank you all for a, a good conversation. I will see you all in these dancing streets. <laughs> Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.